<coughs> okay, Bruchem Avon, welcome everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Agon Nerv Shabbos. We have uh, three amazing subjects to discuss this morning. I'm going to begin with a public service announcement. Bez Hashem Matzoi Shabbos. Our shul is having its annual campaign. Um, and uh, for those who don't daven in our shul, but the uh, Beis HaMedrash is uh, sort of the Torah center of all the shiurim, so please consider uh, partnering with us and whatever you could do to be mishtatev, tavay alecha, bracha. Now, if I may say, it's a very good investment because Chazal tell us that Asidim Batek Nesiyas Bat Midrashos of Babel are going to go to Eretz Yisrael. But that does not apply to every shul. This is important to know. Not only that, it doesn't even apply to every shul in Eretz Yisrael because Mishnah brings that in a shul where they talk, not only will not go to Eretz Yisrael, Mashiach comes, it will not even remain a shul before Mashiach comes. Eventually, it does not have endurance. So Baruch Hashem and our shul, we're very careful, there's no talking, and therefore we're vouchsafed that it will make its way to Eretz Yisrael. So some people say they only invest in capital in Eretz Yisrael. So this should be included in the investment plan. Because even... People could give money to shuls in Eretz Yisrael, and they will not asidin likanes. Anyway, we're pulling up the marmakomis. I'm putting uh, on the um, the marmakomis so you could see here on the screen. Bez Hashem, tomorrow night the campaign begins. Um, you could see if you sign up to our uh, email, you could see the marmakomis. You could see some of the promotional material. You could also see it on our site, rabbidg.com. The first share today is uh, Insights on Parsha Shlach. Okay? Here we go. Let's... The first thing is, where were the Meraglim sent from? And let's discuss what was the ramifications of, of the Meraglim. We know we're in Golis today because of the Chet of the Meraglim. The Pasuk says in Tehillim, lahem that God swore swore to scatter Klal Yisrael in the exile because of the Chedah Maraglim. What exile are we in today? The final exile. We know there's an idea the final exile is Golas Adam and Golas Yishmael. The last exile is Golas Yishmael, which means that we are in Golas, capped off, culminating in Golas Yishmael because of the sin of the Maraglim. Which is interesting because the Maraglim were sent from Midbar Paran, which is the land of Yishmael. So it is certainly of note that the location which caused the Avera, which is responsible for us being in Golos Yishmael, the final Golos, comes from the land of Yishmael. It's no coincidence that the Eretz Yishmael was Goyreim, the Golos that we're in today, which is Golos Yishmael. Perak Yudalid, Gimel. There's a merchak fula. Excuse me. There's a fula on the word taiv. Merchak fula generally means there's a double meaning here. Ayin, the pasuk where um, the food was brought to Yitzchak Avinu. Where there's a merchak fula, Reb Chaim Kanievsky interprets that there are two meanings. So we could apply the same over here. 
What were Klal Yisrael saying? Haloi toiv lanushav Mitzrayim. It was better in Mitzrayim. I believe they meant it was better in Mitzrayim in two ways. Because the beginning of the pasuk says, "Lama Hashem Sano El Limpo Why do you bring us to this land to fall by the sword? Our women and children will be plundered. So they're saying that there are two uh, detrimental things that will happen to them in Eretz Yisrael. They'll fall by the sword and their children will be plundered. So when they said, the reason there's the Mecha Kfula is because implicit in what they were saying is that there were uh, two benefits of what they were accomplished of of staying in Mitzrayim. Number one, they won't be killed by the sword. And number two, their women and children will not be plundered. Okay. Next. This is Oyoim Venoira. You ready? I saw this Rashi many times. Mamish Oyoim Venoira. On the Pasuk Hashem Erech HaPayim. Moshe Rabbeinu is invoking a Gimel Midas Rachamim. Rashi says, Hashem is slow to anger for Tzadikim and Rashaim. Says Rashi, when Moshe went upstairs, he found that Kadesh Baruch Hu was writing Yud Gimel Midas. Moshe said, right, just to the Tzadikim, right? So Hashem said, no, even to the Rishon. Moshe said, why to the Rishon? Destroy the Rishon. Uh, Hashem said, I swear, you're going to need this. So the Jews sinned by the Egal. Moshe Rabbeinu Davin Erech Hashem said, what do you mean? Vahaloy Amarti L'Tzadikim, what are you davening Erech You told me I should only be kind, only um, tolerant to the righteous. So Moshe said, but you told me you're going to be tolerant even to the wicked. I don't understand this conversation between Hashem and Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu is davening. He's saying, Hashem, help us out. Bail us out. We sinned. Bail us out. So what does Hashem say? No, I can't. You said only to the wicked. So Moshe said, no, but you said... I'm sorry. Moshe said... uh, Hashem says to Moshe, you said only to the righteous. So Moshe said, but you said even to the wicked. Why would Hashem tell Moshe, but you said even, um, only to the righteous? Yeah, but Moshe was wrong. And Hashem knows the truth. Why would Hashem say this inaccuracy to Moshe? Moshe, but you said only to the righteous. So, you know, don't expect tolerance to the wicked. You said only to the righteous. Why would Hashem, it, it sounds like, you know, a marital, uh, sounds like a marital, yeah, you said, but you said, you know. Sounds like a squabble. What's going on over here? Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, but you said only to the righteous. I did, yeah, but Moshe was wrong. Hashem already told him he was wrong. I think we learned something very important from here. You know, the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin that not everyone's going to have Tchiyas HaMesim. Only if you believe in it. If you don't believe in it, you don't get it. Not only not only that, not only do you only get something if you believe in it, you only get something if you value it. We know that that because David HaMelech disparaged clothing, so when he was older, clothing just didn't work for him. You know, it says in Perki Yavos, don't, don't disgrace anything. You might need it one day. I think what that means is, if you disgrace something and you're going to need it, it's not going to work for you. Don't put anyone down. You may need them one day, and when you need them, they won't be able to help you if you disparage them. So, Moshe's got a problem. 
The problem is, once Moshe said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, only be tolerant to the righteous. Even though Hashem said, I do it even to the wicked, but because Moshe Rabbeinu didn't fully want that, accept that, believe it, value that, when he needed it, Hashem's not arguing with him. He's saying, Moshe, you can't daven for mercy for the wicked. You don't think that mercy should be displayed to the wicked. So I can't give it to you. It's not a fight. It's reality. You think you'd give Momidus only for the righteous, so I can't show it to the wicked. So Moshe has to say, no, no. Rebunshan, once you told me, I was the Kabbalah. I accepted it. I, I believe it. I integrated it. There's not a fight. It's not a petty dispute, obviously. But there's something very significant over here. Since Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, only display Erech to the righteous, so Moshe can't use the tolerance Hashem has to the wicked. Okay. Now, you know, we say every Yom Kippur, we say in Slichas, Hashem said, I forgive you like you said. This is very important. What did you said? What does that refer to? The argument Moshe used is as follows. Hashem, if you kill the Jewish people now, you know what people are going to say? They're not going to say they were punished because of their sin. They're going to say you don't have the ability to save them. And that's going to be a chalasha. And Hashem said, I forgive them because of that. Meaning, the most compelling argument to gain something from HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the argument of Kedosh Hashem. Where if somebody's davening for something, say, Rabban please send Rafua, send a Yeshua, not because a person's in pain, not because a person needs it, not because I need it. Say, Rabban it's a Kiddush Hashem. It's a Kiddush Hashem if you help us out. It shows your power, your kindness, your salvation. And therefore, if a person needs something, whatever it is, they should say to Hashem, Hashem, please give it to me. I'll be mefarsim, your yechilas, your ability, your chesed. That's the strongest argument. Because Hashem says that I'm going to atone the Klal Yisrael. Why? Kidvarecha, because of what you said that nobody should say, I can't do it. Okay. Next. We know that it's interesting. In the Chumash, some t- the word for love is Yediyah. Ki Yedativ, Laman Asher Yitzave, Es Banav, Es Beisai Achra, V'Shamru Derech Hashem, Laasoy Tzedakah Mishpat. You know, um, The the Hashem says, you know why I love Avraham? Ki yedativ. Not that I know him, I love him. So Hashem says to Klal Yisrael that those who are between 20 and 60 will die out and the children will come in. Look very carefully at these words. 
They will know the land that they despised. What does it mean they will know the land that they despised? They will know the land that they despised. The opposite of despising is not knowing. Is it? And the answer is yes. Knowing in Lashon HaKadosh means to love. You can't... You can't... Love something if you don't understand it, if you don't know it. So that's the Lashon of the Pasuk. This is a prime example of V'yadu es ha'aretz ha'shem ha'astamba. You will know the land that you despise. So we see that Yediya is the opposite of disgust, like we find by Avram Avinu. Now, this is very interesting. The Pasuk says when you look at Sitzis, U'zachartem is kometzvayis Hashem. You will remember all the mitzvahs. How will you remember the mitzvahs? So Rashi says, well, tzitzis is gematria, 600. And there are eight strings and five knots, taryag. There's there's something very important in this Rashi. And that is, we think, oh, Rashi's saying a nice remez. Rashi's saying a nice gematria. Rashi's not saying a remez. Rashi's saying, pshad in a doiraisa. That when you look at tzitzis, you're supposed to remember the mitzvahs. How? When you look at tzitzis, you need to think, tzitzis is gematria, 600, there are eight knots and five strings. Rashi's not telling you a dvar Torah. Rashi's not telling you something to say over in the, at, at the Shabbos table. Rashi's telling you the meaning of the doiraisa. That you should look at tzitzis and remember the mitzvahs of Hashem. Which means you are required that when you look at your tzitzis, to make a computation, that tzitzis is 600, the knots are 5, and the strings are 8. This is not a Dvar Torah, it's an obligatory computation you need to make when you look at tzitzis. I think, well, um, you know, you typically read Rashi, yeah, Rashi's telling you a nice vart. Rashi's not here to tell you Dvar Torah. Rashi's telling you, Pshat! How do tzitzis remind you of Hashem? that this well-known remez is something you need to compute when you look at tzitzis. Okay. Then, um, Hashem gave me a great gift. We know that the end of the parasha of the Meraglam is tzitzis. And the question is, what's the connection between tzitzis and the Meraglam? So simply, the Meraglam were charged, and by tzitzis you, have, you find the Reisem and Rashi says, in other words, V'loi Sasuru, Rashi quotes that Sasuru means to spy, like the Meraglam. So we're learning now Mishnah Bura. Um, now we're learning uh, Hilchais uh, Tefillin. I, w- I was looking in Hilchais Tzitzis recently, in Simon Yod Aleph. Does anybody know how many windings are supposed to be on the Tzitzis? How many Cholios? 7, 9, 11, 13. 7, 9, 11, 13, the Shulchan Aruch says. Total of 40. What's 40? 40 is Hashem Echad, Yud Kevavke is 26, Echad is 13, and then Makalel is 40. Comes the Mishabur, and the Mishabur quotes Arizal. It's not 7, 9, 11, 13, it's 7, 8, 11, 13. The windings on your tzitzis are 7, 8, 11, 13. When I was a little kid in, uh, in camp, we had a Rebbe, Rebbe Sherman, and we made tzitzis, and as we made the tzitzis, we sang. 
Okay. Do you think that that's coincidence? We know there's a big question that uh, they traveled, that we wander in the Midbar 40 years because the Miraglim spied out the land for 40 days. The thing is, <clears throat> we weren't in the Midbar for 40 years because we left Egypt on Pesach, Tesla of Nisan. We didn't enter Eretz Yisrael. We entered Eretz Yisrael, Yud Nisan, which is four days earlier than 40 years. So it's really 40 years minus four days. And anyway, it takes 11 days to get from our Sinai to Eretz Yisrael so even if we wouldn't be wandering in the desert, it would have taken us 11 days. Which means we weren't in the Midbar for 40 years. We were in the Midbar 40 years minus 15 days. So the Pnei Aryeh, we said this over earlier in the week, says an amazing thing. You're right. They were not in the Midbar 40 years. They were there 40 years minus 15 days. The thing is that it was for every day of spying, they had to do a year in the Midbar, which means for every two hours of spying, they had to do a month. Where for every hour of spying, they did 15 days. But there was one hour that the Miraglim were kosher. Rashi says, Kulam anoshim, kal anoshim shabemikra kisherim hayu. Malamid shabaisasha kisherim hayu. So for one hour, the Miraglim were kosher. So for that hour that they were kosher, they didn't have to wander in the midbar for 15 days. So really, they were in the midbar for, for 39 years. Says the Pnei why is Malchus only 39, not 40? Because the evil, really, the Miraglim did 40 days. That 40 days inculcated within Klal Yisrael 40 levels of evil. But since they really only did 39, so the Chachamim came and they said, we only give 39 Malchus. Could it be then that after the parasha of the Miraglim, Hashem gives us the mitzvah of Tzitzis that has 40 windings, but really 39 as an atonement and a kapara for the 39 days of sivuv that the Miraglim did in Eretz Yisrael. So there might be another connection between the mitzvah of tzitzis and the spying of the Miraglim. Okay. Um, that concludes our first segment. Okay.